0: Hey friends, it's Anjali here. It's Tuesday, June 22nd. Welcome to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with your host, Kevin White. This is the podcast where we say yes to God's call to go make Christ known in India and around the world. On Friday, July 2nd, Kevin will be sharing a powerful message from God's word Entitled God Guides, God Provides. God Guides, God Provides. I hope you'll join us for this international live broadcast from the USA via Zoom, YouTube or Facebook at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, July 2nd. Details at KevinWhite.us. We'll see you there. Okay, now here's your host, Kevin White.
1: Well, good morning everyone. Thank you so much for that warm introduction and we are so excited to have Ashley on the show today. Courtney, help me and everyone in the audience to welcome Ashley to Missions Changed My Life.
2: Yes, welcome, Ashley. It's good to have you here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I'm actually waving to you. If you're watching on YouTube, you can actually go over and see me and Courtney and Ashley as we do the show today. We're excited. 119 countries watch the show, Ashley. So you're about to be... Famous in your own way, a l- little bit of fame <laughs> from Global Hope India World. Ashley went to India with Global Hope India and Courtney's never met her. So we're going to let Courtney dive into that trip and just hear how missions has changed Ashley's life. But we were just catching up. Life has changed for Ashley uh, in many ways. You are now a mother to a beautiful daughter named Grace. Grace. You and your husband's about to celebrate five-year anniversary. Congratulations on that. And you've taken up baking. You went from volleyball to baking. So I can't wait to hear about that transition. So Courtney, let's hear all about Ashley's story and let her tell us how she went from India to volleyball to macaroon cookies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to get to hear your story with fresh ears. So I guess before I really dive into your trip itself and we get into that, Had you been on a mission trip? Had you left the country? What was your status kind of in comparison to traveling to India? Sure. So first got
3: to know Christ when I was about 21. And that was in Mm -hmm. Jacksonville, Florida through playing college athletics. And from there, when I went to University of Florida for my master's at a church there, I actually got to go to Honduras for a mission trip. Okay. Um, wow. worked with, I literally was working with a gentleman who did not speak English, and we were mixing concrete and laying bricks. That was super fun when you're working wow. construction, <laughs> and it was for an orphanage. <laughs> so I had yeah. gone on that type of mission trip before, and then I actually also got to go to Thailand for a volleyball as well, where we were playing and hosting camps and doing things with kids over there. So I had gone on a couple before, but -hmm. obviously every time it's different and it presents its own challenges, every country is different and your mission is different. I mean, obviously it's the same where it's like, we just want to share the love of Christ, but Mm -hmm. you know, India is definitely different than those two countries for sure.
2: Yeah. So you're coming into this with a little bit of a different perspective where you can compare india to other countries outside of america a lot of a lot of people we interview india was the first country they went to and so i'm excited to hear your story so let's dive in so where did you go to in, in india and what did you do like what was so, the purpose of your team
3: i was fortunate enough to get to go twice kevin was, awesome. was kind enough to let me come a second <laughs> time he's a brave man the first time i had went i had always kind of felt the tug of my heart for india there's um A couple Mm -hmm. of things that drew me to that mission where it was the women situation where it's Mm -hmm. the belief that they may only have one purpose and one role and... That's Mm -hmm. very, I think they're misinformed and they don't know that they have other gifts and talents and skills and abilities Mm -hmm. that in the mission that we went to, they were able to draw that out and show them that, hey, no, you can do more than what somebody's telling you. And I really believe that's important. And you know, living in America, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, my experience, I've been very spoiled and I've Mm -hmm. never had to deal with something like that. And so to be able to go to India to encourage someone to have a different belief is such a gift and such an opportunity and so my first trip with with y'all was just a general mission trip we went to Hyderabad where we got to help in forget the exact name of the location because there's a couple different Mitchell Mm -hmm. was one of the locations where they had a kid's school and they have the, the kids' homes, and mm-hmm. there's that education component, and then there's the self sustaining ministry component. Where we got to go see all of it and put on shows for the kids and get to play sports Uh-oh. with them inside and talk with the moms about their experience, you know, in India. And that first mm-hmm. trip was just phenomenal. I remember our little group was just, I think our, the best part was either the tea time with the moms, we kind of mm-hmm. just got to hear a little bit more of their story and their experience, and then the kids oh my gosh they would do anything and they know all these bible songs where you go in and they're like singing in english and it's like wait a minute i can't communicate with you but we can sing songs together this is fantastic yeah.
2: that's so. so amazing so about yeah. a little bit about your team did you go with the group that you knew oh
3: no i knew on absolutely that first no trip
2: no it was wow. really interesting
3: I actually the flights over there were lengthy i think we had four <laughs> layovers So right, (laughs) yeah. I mean, but it's kind of a fun adventure where you're you're stopping Mm -hmm. in London or what was it AirBnB. I'm not good with maps. Forgive me, but just a lot of different countries. Yeah, I actually met up with the team. They were coming out of Pennsylvania, so a lot of them knew each other, and Mm -hmm. we met up. I think it was in London, where I'm going through the London airport by myself, and I'm like looking for people that look
0: American,
3: and I'm like looking (laughs) at my phone, which apparently isn't working in the airport. I'm like are you looking for me? I'm looking for you. You know, it was was super (laughs) awkward in that, that hour where you're trying to find them is, is tough, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's part of getting experience and learning how to travel the world. And you just kind of, I guess, be bold. So no, I knew absolutely no one. And I'm not really shy. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't too concerned, but even if you are a shy Mm -hmm. person, I don't think that should deter you from going on one of these if you don't know anybody, because honestly, it's, awkward for about five minutes and once you know one person's name everybody is so warm and excited to be on the same mission Mm -hmm. together that even if you are shy that gets broken down in about five minutes because you're all going to do something that everybody really is passionate about exactly yeah and so that was really fun where it's like even if I was kind of shy I'd be like oh cool we're here for Jesus oh you too awesome okay tell me more you know and so it just really goes away really
2: right Yeah. 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 And you, and you need the balance of personalities on a team. You need a a quiet observer and then you need a leader and the more vocal one to stand in front of the kids and just take charge. So the balance is good. Yes. And you'll find (laughs) like on the
3: teams, somehow it always works out. And obviously it's a God thing, but somehow, I don't know if Kevin just does some magic, but honestly on the teams, (laughs) I'm sure it's just prayerful magic to be honest. It's that there's, there's somebody that's, you know, kind of quiet. And then you get them in the kids situation and they turn into like this world famous kid entertainer. And you're like, you haven't said (laughs) five words to the whole group. And now you're making balloon like dinosaurs and and all this stuff. And it's like, what is happening? It's really cool. It's really cool to see.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So let's go into your second trip. What did you do on that on that trip?
3: Sure. So on the first trip, I remember sitting at a dinner in the hotel. We were all sitting at the table and I and I looked at Kevin and I go. So what do you think about a sports mission trip? And he goes, Okay, tell me more. I said, Well, I've been playing volleyball for X amount of years and I've been coaching and these kids love sports when you get them outside. What do you think about me coming back and trying to get a team together and this, running some volleyball camps at schools and, and doing a volleyball one? And he's like, That's awesome. And I was like, Are you sure? And he's like, Yeah, wait, are you sure? And I'm like, No. So I was like, after about, I don't know, four minutes of talking about it, he was on board, and I, I was sold that we need to come back and do this again. And so, he was kind enough to let me re- do a volleyball mission trip to come over to India to coach uh-huh. volleyball, which was so exciting. You know, like at this point now, I've been coaching volleyball for ten years. I've been playing for twenty years. That's I'm amazing. actually, you're not gonna believe this. I'm in my office right now. I have an office. I'm actually the Head coach at Bruton Parker College Volleyball. It's an NAIA program in Georgia. Yeah, I don't know. It was such a uh, that's amazing. So obviously, it's the mission trip that propelled me here. <laughs> um, but you know, it definitely <laughs> we'll get into oh, that later. <laughs> yes, you know, just go on a mission trip with them, and you will have <laughs> basically what happened. So, but it definitely gave me some experiences that you know build your confidence when you're trying to be a coach. A coach. And a teacher, and there's a lot of different roles, but just strictly speaking about being a coach, it's not just running a program to try to get wins. I mean, you're discipling these kids to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so I don't take this job lightly. You know, that's why I have my own little volleyball club. And I've been doing this for a while. Everybody wants to have an impact. And I think going Mm -hmm. on mission to be able to go overseas on something that for a cause that I'm very, very passionate about, you know, like I said, you know, helping women in circumstances that I don't think anybody Mm -hmm. should ever be in it's life-changing and you get to see and you get to have an impact and even if it's just through volleyball which is passion for me but if your thing is baking or if your thing is football or foosball or whatever it is you just got to have that common ground and you just go over there and they're like oh this is cool and then you're like oh yeah this is cool and then they're like so do you know jesus you know and so you just kind of work it in there and so yeah yeah it was really it was really awesome to get to go over there and use something that i'm so passionate about to so hopefully have some kind of experience.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. And so it's now I'm it's I'm putting it together. You uh, you've created our sports mission teams our sports ministry. You are the founder. Oh boy. I don't <laughs> well, know God means. God planted the seed. You planted the seed. How about that? And and the tree is just growing still. Like there there were teams lined up to go in 2020 to to lead sports ministry in Chennai. Because Pastor B and his team see that outreach and the youth are coming and they're showing up in ways that they have never shown up before. So just know that you have created an impact that is still rippling. So that's I'm, it's really know. cool that I'm putting that together. I did yeah. not know
3: that you guys have more like sports teams going. This is super mm-hmm. exciting.
2: We're excited to send teams hopefully soon. Obviously we're all crossing fingers and reading reports. <laughs> but yes. yeah, when we do, that's, that's a big one because the youth... That would not be in church otherwise are showing up to these clinics and getting to hear the gospel and getting to be mentored in those one on one clinics, and then seeing the and even seeing women in in leadership positions, like you're saying, those girls are watching. And so that's it's really cool to hear.
0: Hey, it's Angelie. We will be right back. Kevin White is an international speaker,
4: best selling author, and serial entrepreneur. He has helped start hundreds of businesses,
2: nonprofits, and churches.
4: Kevin loves helping people everywhere to live, transform, and
2: prosper in the presence of God.
4: As founder and executive director of Global Hope India, Kevin has traveled over 1 million miles to 27 different countries, speaking to thousands of audiences throughout India and the world. Kevin hosts Global Hope India's International Call to Prayer the third Tuesday of each month
2: via Zoom, YouTube, and Facebook Live.
4: Join Kevin the first Friday of each month for a keynote message featuring a powerful word from God. This international live broadcast is available via Zoom, YouTube, and Facebook Live. Kevin's book, Audacious Generosity, is an international bestseller. Audacious Generosity is available in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, at kevinwhite.us, and worldwide everywhere books are sold. Visit KevinWhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Generously Blessed. Kevin hosts three podcast shows: Missions Changed My Life, Living the Dream, and The Kevin White Show. And the Kevin White Show. New episodes release every Tuesday and are available at KevinWhite.us. GlobalHopeIndia.org, and everywhere podcasts are available worldwide. Find the complete archive of all broadcasts at KevinWhite.us or subscribe for free on Kevin's YouTube channel. And never miss a broadcast. Remembering the True Generosity of God from John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. Visit KevinWhite.us today.
0: For over 20 years, Global Hope India has been empowering the church in India as they make Christ known. Visit globalhopeindia.org and learn how you can pray, give and go. Over 1000 people have served on one of GHI's short-term mission trips to India. Now you can join a virtual mission team to India. Visit globalhopeindia.org today because everyone should have access to hear about Jesus. Okay, now back to the show.
2: I would love to talk about just kind of India in general. Like when you went on these trips, what was it like? Sure. So I think
3: it was different than you ever would have experienced. You know, as I stated before, and and this is just strictly speaking of, of my experience and how I feel spoiled, you go to play a match of volleyball in the United States and you go to a gymnasium, the court's lined out, the nets are up, there's safety pads around the poles, there's officials, everybody has their little uniforms on. And so, you know, there's an expectation of, okay, we'll find a gym and we can set a net up and it'll be fine. Yeah, no, they play volleyball and they're actually quite good at it. But you're not in a gym; you're outside on a patch of dirt that has divots, and you can roll your ankle. And somebody might be holding onto the pole to keep it up while you're playing. <laughs> and you know, the ball is could be a soccer ball, you know. And so that's why we were fortunate to bring some volleyballs over, which was super cool. I'm seeing pictures later of like this little purple volleyball, and I'm like, I knew where that came from, you know. like oh, yeah. That was the biggest difference, but it was obviously a little bit nerve-wracking because you just don't know what they know. And the fact that you know, I'm not fluent in Hindi, <laughs> obviously, you know, I can talk a lot, but that's really why I want to become <laughs> bilingual, just so I can talk to more people. My husband's very much on board with that idea. That's
2: and such a, I've never heard that. That's
3: so <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. I speak another language so, so I can talk to more people because my language, yeah. people, they're getting a little irritated. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm teaching our daughter sign language or I'm attempting to. Mm-hmm. And so he's yeah. really of this because we're trying to learn like mm-hmm. thank you and you want more. Yep. Thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys know how this goes. Are you tired? So my husband and I are now slowly finding like, I'm tired. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Right? Emerging, like, immersion like, is he key. Like, yeah. He was in the car driving away yesterday and I want to say thank you. So I went, thank you. And he went, You're welcome. And I'm like, oh my God. It's happening. We know seven <laughs> words, but it's working, you know? So, yeah. So Anyways, yeah. You know, going over there and not knowing the language, learning how to speak with a translator is very difficult because you may be used to just fluently speaking, and then you have to pause after every sentence or two mm. to let the translator do their thing. And so for someone like myself, who obviously <laughs> speaks somewhat quickly, pausing, oh my gosh, I think that may have been the toughest part. It wasn't the 5, 28, 48 hours of travel. It was Actually, take a breath after your sentence. I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Kevin's laughing because he gets it. Because there was a situation where one of us needed to actually preach to their staff in training of about 120 people. Was it Kevin? Yes. It was a lot of people. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Who's going to do it? And Kevin's like, you are. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, no, I'm not.
2: It he's was, like, yeah. It was it's, so good. He's good at putting people on the spot. It was so oh, good.
3: My it was really, it was quite the experience. And so, when you're asking what it was like, I mean, you just get thrown into experiences that you would never face. Like, nobody's gonna come up to you in in Georgia and say, "Hey, can you preach at our church tomorrow?" Like, no, nobody knows. knows the <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Where's your husband?" You know, because my husband's actually really quite talented at that type of thing. So, anyway, um, you get to experience things and get pushed out of your comfort zone to find what you're good at. And so that was a unique experience. I cannot believe that happened. But I remember that being one of the impactful moments and learning how to do that. And I had 12 hours to write my first and only sermon. And I think it went well, because I remember at some point, everybody laughing because the translator said something that had a couple different meanings. You know, in English, we have one word that means 17 different things. The translator did one thing and everybody was like, what? And we all paused, like, and the whole room just erupted and laughed. (laughs) That's definitely the wrong thing. But it was just really entertaining. So I remember that being some of the experiences and, and it's different. I mean, the roads are different, the culture's different, but honestly, once you get over there, the thing that everybody is concerned about is safety. And I would like to say that even as a female, I definitely felt safe. We had staff, we were at a hotel, you know, like it's the very smart, the way that it's done. And that's what made me feel safe about going back a second time. And we had plans to go back for a third, but then, you know, life and everything happens. And so yeah. the goal is one day to go back again and make it a consistent thing, obviously. But I loved the whole safety part of it as well. Other things that I was like. Yeah, it's just different. But you just kind of just go for it. Just jump in with two feet and you'll you'll get it. And then you won't want to leave after a week and then you're gonna go back and you know, all that good stuff. So
2: Right. So speaking about about life, how has missions changed your life? Gosh.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that is a very deep and pointed question. That one answer may not be sufficient, however. One of the most impactful ways that I would say that missions changed my life was it deepened the courage and the bravery I have within myself to try something new and not know how it's going to go and be a little scared to get out of your comfort zone. It's tough. And when you're brave enough to just try, I think that's life-changing enough, but when I was able to lead a team. And like I said, Kevin was willing to let me lead a team. Thanks again, Kevin. The bold move on your part, sir. Thank you. <laughs> sure. It was just impactful going back and being like, you know what? If I can preach a sermon, not as a pastor, not as anybody that's been trained to 120 <laughs> people in India with a translator and pause between sentences and <laughs> it makes sense and it'd be impactful. Obviously, there's an element there that God just showed up so it grows your faith but it's also like dang I can do more than I thought I could that was really Mm -hmm. awesome and I'm excited to bring that back and just kind of come back and continue the mission back at home because you know while we go on mission trips your mission field is also at home and so having that courage when you come back to maybe be a little bit bolder when you want to talk to somebody and maybe be a little bit braver that hey you know do you know Jesus? Or hey, let's get a cup of coffee and tell me your story. And, you know, it just kind of opens that door to give you a little bit more courage when you come home, because you realize that the mission field really is everywhere. And so mm-hmm. it, I guess that's really the biggest change that I had, where it just kind of gave me a little bit more courage when I came home to say the things that were on my mind and not mm-hmm. be so afraid of people being like, oh, you're a weirdo. It's like, that's okay. I already know that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to yeah. talk.
2: I love the word courage and bravery because we've heard a lot of it grows my faith but sometimes it's like well what does faith look like and we can say well I was brave or I had courage in those moments and really look back and say it's faith but in the moment you were brave and have courage and I, I just love those words mm-hmm. if you could describe your trip experience in one word what would it be maybe one or two yeah
3: I wish I had a, a dictionary or synonyms or something Do you have any examples of other words people have used that you'd be willing to
2: share?
1: Courage is a great word.
2: Courage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like that word for what you've said. Yeah. There's life changing. There's mm -hmm. any, we've heard a a lot of them. Powerful. Beautiful. Yeah. There's no right answer. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Sure. One that it's an experience that causes courage, but also realizing that things require a process. So the word process comes to mind. Things don't just happen overnight. And sometimes you have to let let the process happen in order for the change to be there and the courage to come about. And it's that whole idea of you want change and we want it now. You got to go through that process. You have to go through that Mm -hmm. experience in order for that to happen. And so I think that would be the one word that sticks out from the experiences that it caused courage, but also me realizing that, you know, you don't just show up to the airport and go. There's a process that happens beforehand. We have a plan. This is very thought out and intentional, and it's done in a matter where it's going to change your life. You might take something away from it that's different than you expected, but it's gonna be a process that changes your life. So that would be, I think, my my choices of words.
1: Well said, coach. So you mean <laughs> none of your teams have ever shown up at the tournament and taken the tournament? yeah without
3: a practice yeah you know man i wish i could pray that way and just like let us just win it all without even trying and no preparation that would be so great if you know how to do that just let me know that'd be great um i really love (laughs) that come on over for
1: for (laughs) every one instant miracle in the bible there are thousands of examples of miracles that required process and sometimes we think miracle means instant but it doesn't Sometimes Mm -hmm. it it is a process, and there's a miracle in that as well. Learning to bake cookies in seven months is a process.
3: (laughs) I can send you some pictures of the horrific scenes of it, and then (laughs) the dog on the table of the kitchen with all fours on there eating my batch that I had gotten. (laughs) (laughs) The Uh, dog is still there, don't worry. The
2: process.
3: (laughs) There was one more experience that stuck out from the trip. I hope it's okay to share this that I thought was impactful. I remember sitting with the team at dinner, brainstorming and, and, you know, for the volleyball trip specifically. Now Mm -hmm. I had never met anybody that went on the volleyball trip either. None of them had ever coached the sport. And so that was a unique challenge, right? So we're going over there to coach volleyball. And I had the only one that had volleyball experience. And so I'm like, okay, we can do this. And I remember us sitting together and the creativeness of everyone. We decided that we were going to teach the kids about sportsmanship Okay. So part of the organization that I have and that I run and whatever you want to say that I try to use to have an impact, we say that we're developing characters for volleyball specifically so that they understand that sportsmanship is more important than a scoreboard. And at this dinner, we started getting up and acting out scenes that demonstrated horrible sportsmanship, like smashing the ball at the ground and throwing it and jumping in front of each other and just doing these horrible things that you've seen people do. And you're like, are you seriously competing that way? And we put on these skits for the kids at an entire school. There had to be like 300 kids and they were wow. dying laughing. We tried to get them involved. And I just think that was one of my favorite memories mm. that we had somehow come yeah. up with these skits and these kids, while they thought it was funny, they got to see like, Hey, you don't need to act like a jerk when you play.
4: It you totally brought, brought
1: down hey. barriers and broke the yeah. ice. Yeah. Yeah, So they couldn't understand
3: understand somebody being a, you know, a butthead on the court. And so it was really (laughs) fun to get to have people that had never coached. Nobody Mm -hmm. knows what they're doing. I mean, I knew a little bit and we got to come up with something that was language barrier thrown to the side and they could see and learn something and take it away in a laughing manner that definitely reflected the character of Price. And I just thought that memory was just one of my favorites. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like that needs to be shared, you know.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, and it's it's a lasting thing too. And they probably mm-hmm. took more of that home—the character lessons than the volleyball lessons.
3: Definitely, yeah, because you can't teach kids how to play volleyball in an hour.
2: So it was just right. Much, was a yeah. Lot of fun. Right. So my final question for you, which I think you've answered very well throughout. So if you have just if if you have anything else. What would you tell someone that is thinking about going on a mission trip to India?
3: I think it needs to be a prayerful decision. I don't Mm -hmm. think you should flippantly just decide because you think you're going over there to impact these people and you are, but it's going to impact you just the same. And so I would say you need to pray about it and you need to be at peace. But if Mm -hmm. you believe God's calling you to go, when you pray about it, you need to just act on that decision and decide and move forward because when you wait, that's when the devil comes in and distracts you and deters you and and discourages you from, from doing what you're supposed right. to be doing. And I think that happens in life in general. But if you feel like you're supposed to do something big and go, pray about it. And if you're at peace with that decision, even if you're a little bit nervous, but you know what, it's, what you're supposed to be doing, just go. You just have to act and take the next step, sign up, or call Kevin, or call the organization and say, I need to go on a mission Somebody needs to sign me up now. Here's my money. And don't let me back out of this. You know what I mean? And just, and just go yeah. for it. Because it's, you know, it's a, it's not really something it, I would say it's a once in a lifetime thing. And, and if you're fortunate and you get the opportunity to go more than once, that's great. But it's one of those experiences that if you believe you're supposed to go, God has something that he wants to show you that is going to impact you for a very long time. And that's why you guys have this whole mission to change my life. It's not a joke. It's not a cliche. It's true. You go out and you have an experience and it mm-hmm. changes your life and it impacts you when you come back. And that's different for everybody, but I would say pray about it. If you think you're supposed to, Just
1: take the next step. Amen. (laughs) Well, as much as our heart is missions changed my life and we do want people to go on short-term mission trips right now, we can't really go. And we started to pivot over to virtual and now that's shut down because all hell's breaking loose in India and we can't Mm -hmm. even host that. We will very soon. But the whole point of this is that there is an opportunity to be a witness for Christ every single day place on planet earth that anyone in the audience is living today and so take what coach Ashley has very well articulated and apply it to where you are and Ashley one of the words that that you use that I really like is the word process and everyone in the audience is in some decision period of their life of of making making a a choice uh, taking the step of obedience taking the opportunity of God and honoring his process in their life to be that witness for Christ in a hurting world, wherever they are located today. I'd love for you just to close out the show, just praying that people would honor the process of God that he puts them on and that many people will understand the goodness of God and the process of that. Let's pray. All
3: right, Father God, we thank you so much for today. We Thank you for your word, for your son, Jesus, and Just for this opportunity to be on a call together, God. I know you have us in different parts of the world, but to unite us using technology is pretty awesome and we're grateful for that. God, we pray for the people of India. We know that they are hurting right now and we just pray that you give them what they need. God, use us as you see fit and and just bring them some peace, God. If there's something that you want us to do, I pray that you put it on our hearts heavy and you make it clear and that we just take the next step, God. That we trust you with the process and knowing that the process is just one step at a time. God, and we're just so grateful that you are willing to talk to us and tell us what our next step is. So God, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you that you choose to use us and we are excited to be a part of the process. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you so much. What a joy it's been to relive this trip with you. (laughs) And I want you to go away, Ashley affirmed, that your trip was a seed and we've had many teams go back and provide a sports-themed mission trip uh, experience in rural villages in Chennai and all all over. So just know that God's using you. Be encouraged in that. Keep up the good fight of faith. And God bless you and your husband and your daughter, Sarah, and I can't wait to eat some of your macaroons very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Courtney. Good job.
0: Thank you for listening to the Missions Change My Life Show by Global Hope India with Kevin White. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program is a copyright of Global Hope India, all rights reserved. Each week we bring you a message of how God uses missions to bring real and lasting change through Jesus Christ. Join Global Hope India again next week for Missions Changed My Life with Kevin White.